Libra, 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 Gemini, Gemini, Libra, my name is Tracy, Libra, my name is Devin, Gemini, my name is Marcy, Welcome to the two leaders and a Gemini. <laughs> I hope all is well and everybody had a good week. So I have a question that came in and the question states, what are your thoughts about connecting with the deceased via spiritual or psychic medium? And now the love vibration. To me, it's like if you find somebody that's reputable, and they, you know, they don't, they're not trying to, like, how do you say, like, like get over on, get you. Over on yeah. you, then go for it, I think, because there are people out there that can communicate that way. So I would say go for it. I know that for me, it has happened for me, but in a different way. Like, I will feel the person that has transitioned over, and I can feel them. They, they come through. Sometimes they give me messages to tell people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I can feel them. And I remember one time, Marcy, I think that you might remember this. Me and Marcy were working late at the job that we were at. Mm-hmm. I remember And this. I was sitting towards, looking towards the window. And she was, you know, looking towards the door part. So we were sitting there chit-chatting and da-da-da-da. All of a sudden, she, had, she looked up and her face is just the way her face looked. I knew what was going on. And she was just looking up and she kept looking down and she'll look up and she looked down. And all of a sudden, my chair, like it hit, they hit my chair mm-hmm. and I shook mm-hmm. and I and I was about to turn around and I was like, oh, I know what that is. Mm-hmm. And I just kept talking to her, you know. And so I didn't mention it to her because it scares her. So yes, she doesn't does. like to talk about it. But like, I think it was like three days later, mm-hmm. I I reached out to her and I said, so did you see what hit my chair? <laughs> she was like, yes, and this yes. and this and that. But it's, you know what, to me, go, doing that, I think is good. Like if you want to connect. But I also have to say this. You can do that on your own because if you're open enough, you can feel people. Like you can feel your loved one around you. Um, you can. No, I know you can't. I don't want to. That's just. <laughs> that's why I was shaking my head. Like, no, thank you. It's it's to me. Like I said, I've it's happened. Like there's this place that I used to go to. I still go there, but I haven't been there in a while. And I remember some customers were there, and I was there talking to her because I used to. Me and her used to have long conversations in there. And she, we were talking one time, and these customers were with us, and all of a sudden we were talking about a powwow because. You know, we were talking, they were telling me where it was, and I was thinking about going. All of a sudden, I felt her husband come through. And I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I had to, like, it, he was so strong, and I, ste- I had to step back from talking to them. And they, they, they were looking at me, I was like, your husband's here. Your husband's here. And I'm like shaking, like shaking, but he didn't speak. Like, he didn't give me messages, so to speak, mm-hmm. but he just let me know he was there. And after that, the whole energy of the of the place like lifted. It was like interesting how it changed because I felt it change and stuff like that. So anytime if you want to do that, go out, go and do it, because I think that that is if you want to connect with your loved one that way, you can. 
especially if you're not there with yourself to connect with them, you can go through somebody else. Yes. Is there a way to tell if somebody's a fraud or if they're genuinely have this gift and they can help you? I think um, that's that is kind of hard, though, because sometimes there's people that are frauds that know how to manipulate information. So um, you you don't want to give them too much. So, right. th so that you know that this is real, real. stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like the guy, what's that guy that drives the car and he does, um, he does it in the car, he's a medium, and he, he tells you about your, your past over your transitioned loved ones while he's driving you in the car, I forgot what it's called. Um, but he he does that, and there are a lot of people that you know because there were people that were skeptical, mm -hmm. and some of these people went that were like on the like you know they're in the newscaster and stuff, mm -hmm. and so they went to him, and sure enough, they were like, oh my god, you know, crying and you know all this kind of stuff. I mean, they didn't show everything because some of that stuff is personal. You right. don't, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I think it's it's yes. Why do people seek out a medium? Are they trying to get answers as to yes? unanswered questions that they had while the person was living or they want to tell them something it's it's usually they want answers like your loved ones can hear you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know because they're in their they're in their 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 normal their state you know the the spiritual state so they can feel you and hear you they see what's going on with you if they want to know like say for instance they're going through something and they just feel like they want to be connected to that person because maybe that's the person they talk to all the time mm -hmm. and they may have talked to them like you know outwardly but they're not getting the feedback right so they seek out so that they can get some feedback you know and so that person that's doing the the information will tell them stuff like oh i see that you're going and that lets them know that okay they hear me mm -hmm. and that gives them a little bit of comfort May I add something? Um, keep in mind that we live in different levels of dimensions. So mm -hmm. right now we are in 3D, the third. Yep. Um, and then there's the fourth dimension and so on and mm -hmm. so forth. So when you pass on, you go to a different level, a different dimension as well. Mm -hmm. We are all energy. Energy does not die. It just transmutes. So while our soul is activating our body right now, once this body, the shell that's carrying us around or as, yeah, it drops and goes back to the earth, um, our soul still lives on, that is my belief, and it's still energy. Mm -hmm. So while we're here, we're able to talk and say, hey, Tracy, hey, Devin, mm -hmm. once you go to a different dimension, you're not able to use that because you don't have a voice box anymore. You don't have a heart, you don't have a spleen, you don't mm -hmm. have a body. So you have to find alternative ways to communicate. Mm -hmm. And there are people who are gifted that are known as mediums, or do, are they known as anything else? Just mediums, right? No, I've always known them as mediums. Yeah, me too. Um, that can tune into that dimension and tell you what this person is telling you. Mm -hmm. And you know what popped up? I have to say this. And one of our coworkers that, we, that was there, that was on, on our team, I, I'm a shout her out, Casey. Shout mm -hmm. out, Casey. Um, she had told us something one day that something happened with this, with, you know, that spirit that was, that's on our floor. I think there's more than one though, mm -hmm. actually. But it hit me the other day that that was, mm -hmm. that, that was, it wasn't that person. It was, it was somebody else that she, she lost. Mm -hmm. And I, it hit me really hard and I was like, oh, that's who that was. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. You know? So I'm thinking, say, if the person who did transition, they're in a different dimension, right? Mm -hmm. So 
they can still see their loved ones and probably feel them, right? Mm-hmm. So if they can tell that that person's struggling with something, they they'll attempt to try to like give them signs, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's up to that person to be open enough yes. to receive it, right? Yes. So if they the can't, <laughs> that's when they'll seek out assistance right. to help with that. Or that's true because sorry, <coughs> that's true because there's there they will flicker lights. That is a true thing, because we were we were having meditation one day. And they were abundant that day because I, I felt them and I think you felt them there mm-hmm. too, but they were more angels coming. Mm. But the lights were just flickering, 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 flickering. I was like, oh, they're here. I go, they really, they, there was something about that group that night that they were just present. And so they will, my brothers had incidents where the drawer will just open and he'll start laughing. They will, they will actually move stuff. Mm. And so he's experienced all that too. And so it's like, just like you were so on point what you said, though, because you have to be open to it because you do get signs. And spirit will speak to man through man. Mm -hmm. So you might have something heavy on your heart and then I might come to you and be like, oh, Devin, did you know that? Mm -hmm. And it'll be exactly what you were looking Mm -hmm. for. But you again, you have to be conscious enough to put the two together. Because you remember the first time I came to your meditation group and we were outside in the pool area. Mm-hmm. We're doing a meditation, you know, so my eyes are closed. And I believe you were just kind of like filming to show like the attendance that mm-hmm. were, was there. And then after you saw the video, you saw that there was this white light directly next to me. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, since I was still new, I was super open to taking in all mm-hmm. of the information. Mm-hmm. So I wonder... Could it have been my aunt? Could it have been my grandmother? Could, you know, it made me think about certain things like that afterwards. I don't know what I was thinking about at that moment, but I was really just interested in learning. Because even your mom was like, um, hi, Kat. Your mom was like, um, he really paying attention to you. <laughs> <laughs> my mouth was open. I'm like, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, um, it could have been. Yeah, it you never know. Been, yeah, and it could have been whoever was on your heart at that time. Mm-hmm. You unconsciously call them I like to say that um, we have angels and we have our ancestors mm-hmm. our ancestors are our guardian angels um, I am in the process of making an altar for mine I just have to get the pictures um, my dad and mom have some of their immediate parents but I don't have their parents yeah. mm-hmm. so I've been going to my family trying to see if people can help me because I actually want to do a family tree and I really do want to pay my respects to the ancestors because I believe that they do guide us and they, they help us and they I protect they us. Do. I they protect know they do. Us. I know they do cuz I remember someone telling me that like you're you're they're all around you like you're you're my my aunt had just transitioned. One of my aunts had just transitioned and she was right there. Like she was around me. Mm-hmm. And they were telling me they go you're you're the women in your family are feisty and I was like, "Yeah, they are." <laughs> but and this was on my dad's side. Mm-hmm. But it's it was like on both sides of the family. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the women, but it was just interesting how they, they saw that, too. And I was like, yeah, I can. I, I know mm-hmm. it, it's just it's a, it's it is a beautiful thing. I know Marcy's so afraid of it, but I it doesn't bother me because I have seen them before on our floor. Like but in, but it, it's just like, OK, it's like somebody's passing by. It just makes me uncomfortable. Um, and I don't know why it just does.
I guess because they're not they're not tangible. Yeah, but it does let me know something about myself when mm -hmm. I can pick up because like one of my best friends who passed away recently, James, um, I smell him. Mm -hmm which lets me know, and I don't He's get around. scared, mm -hmm. but at first I did. The first time I saw him was at my last apartment when I saw his silhouette. I mean, I get that, I understand that, because it's like when, you, when you're able to see somebody that you love so much, and they come and show you, it's like, oh my God, thank you for showing me. Even sometimes even butterflies can be like, yes. you know, because Or I'm even the hummingbirds, bird, hummy right? Right, but you know what happened? Remember when we, our last episode and I was talking about my grandmother? Mm -hmm. I went to lunch with one of my friends, Hilda. Shout out Hilda, girl. Hi, Hilda. She's like my sister, too. And there was a white butterfly. And I hadn't seen white butterflies in a long time. I said, that's my grandmother right there. Oh, wow. I, I knew it. I was like, she's coming to say hi. Like, I heard you. Like, you know, Bring it just made me, this made me smile. I was like, oh, my God. And she, you know, her mom transitioned. And she says she can feel her mom. I was like, that's good. Mm -hmm. I go, keep that. Like, you can feel your mom around you. And, you know, I think that's awesome. She asked me a question about to help them with something for the family. And I was so honored that she asked me that. So I was just like, I got tears because it's like, I knew her mom too, you know, and I loved her mom as well, you know, because I've known them for years. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was, it's, it's. It's very interesting how that, you know, you can feel them and stuff like that. And I think with your friend, James, I think he, he lets you smell him more so now than see him. So because he knows, he feels your spirit, he knows what's going on, so he'd rather you smell his scent than Yeah, just I know that he is one of my guardian angels because I'll I'll do something and then I'll go back to a conversation we had where he was like, Why did you do that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it'll I'll be like, okay. I get it. So me and him are still connected, even in the afterlife. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but it makes me uncomfortable sometimes. It's just, that's why I don't deal with it. I know. I know. But it, you know, it, it, it happens. It is what it is. But anyway, so I think that was the, you know, I hope I answered that person's question um, in regards to go for it. If, if that's the way you can communicate, you feel like you can communicate with that person that has transitioned over, do it. But make sure that person is reputable and make sure you're comfortable with them. And, you know, don't give them too much information, you know, because you don't want them to, like Marcy said earlier, how do you know if they're a fraud or not? You got to be careful with that because you don't like if you give them too much information, they, they know how to manipulate. Mm -hmm. They know how to That's manipulate. And uh, so I want to thank everybody for coming today. I bid you all love and light. Okay, guys, so today on The Pause, I want to talk about the power of data. The pause, 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 pause. Are you guys familiar with or have you heard of data mining? Yes. You have? Mm -hmm. Oh, what do you know about it? Nothing. I've just heard of it. Okay. <laughs> have you heard about it? I have not. Okay, so a quick definition. Um, data mining is defined as a process used to extract useful are usable information from raw data sounds like a lot right mm -hmm. basically they're able to take your information um that could be random and they could pinpoint that information and use it as usable data and sell it to different companies is that like that's from like the social dilemma movie mm -hmm. yeah yeah okay yeah. okay so i didn't see that but it, i think it is similar to it um have you guys ever felt like 
oh, my cell phone is listening to me or yes. my cell phone is watching my every move. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you have like an example of that or mm-hmm. a time? Go ahead. Okay, so one day we were talking about veggie stuff at work. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and who was it? I think it was one of our other friends. Like, it was all of us. I think it was all of us talking. It was all four of us talking. Mm-hmm. The next day, that came up on their phone, and they are not a vegetarian or anything. And it popped right. up on their, their feed. Right. And they were like, this popped up on... I was like... They are. The same thing, like, if you search something... And then you go on your Instagram or Facebook, you start seeing ads for that. Yep. Yes. Like, sure do. Prime example, I think I was getting ready to go on a birthday trip. So I was looking for vacation clothes, right? Mm-hmm. So I saw this Ice Cube shirt. And I'm like, oh, I like this shirt. But I was working, so I closed the link and went back to working, right? Soon as I opened up my Facebook, Instagram, that exact shirt was everywhere like yeah and then if you think about it if you're not being mindful about this kind of stuff you're like they're trying to tell me i need to get it because it's the second time you know there's a movie i think it's babs and they talk about how if you see see things three times it's meant for you right Mm -hmm. i think she was talking about her seeing l.o cool j at the airport Mm -hmm. and then she saw him again Mm -hmm. she's like i'll see him one more time we get married right You know, people believe in signs, but data mining can zoom into your personal buying habits. Mm. So Mm -hmm. say, for example, we're talking about what we were shopping for this weekend. Right. Mm -hmm. So you like to buy candles and I think you went somewhere and you bought like different items. Right. Mm -hmm. So say, for example, you just searched um, candles. So Mm -hmm. where do you buy your candles? Bath and Body Works. So you go to Bath and Body Works. You go put the candles in your your cart. Then you close out. Then the next day or later that day, you start seeing more ads for candles, mm-hmm. our candle holders, yeah. our lighters, things all related to maybe candle supplies. Mm-hmm. Or like if you go shopping, so it's like, okay, now you can get these undergarments here, but what about these? What about these? Right. That's data mining. So they're able to control almost what you see based on your interest. Wow. Pretty interesting, right? So... Uh, Companies in the United States are allowed to collect data information about people from variety uh, places, so public and private sources. They use that data to try to create profiles on individuals. So those profiles can target their audience. Mm -hmm. So if they know you buy candles, they know you buy tea, um, what do you call those little tea light candles, (laughs) then they're going to try to sell that stuff to you because you're their audience, right? Mm-hmm. So now they have these profiles on everybody. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's watching, who's monitoring those profiles? Are you just able to sell them to anybody? Because I think of it like, say for example, you have a credit card, right? And for whatever reason, maybe you had a hardship and you couldn't pay your credit card bill. So now credit card company is gonna ask you to pay. Hey, pay Devin, hey, pay. Mm-hmm. You don't pay, they're gonna sell that profile to another company mm-hmm. For little to nothing, but they're still able to collect. They're able to collect and they got your social, but you ain't never did business with them. They got your social address. They got everything they need to know about you because they sold that profile. So the results from using that like analytical data, it pretty much predicts what you would want in the future. Mm -hmm. Isn't it interesting how it's very interesting. They could just pull some information or questions about you and determine your interest, your likes and what you're going to like in the future. Mm -hmm. 
I think this is where you go to each website and they'll be like, do you accept the cookies here? And if you accept cookies, that gives them the right to sell your information. So you have to physically go in and say, do not sell my information. Yeah. But well, then, would you, oh no, go ahead. Okay. Is this, the, that's something that's recently happened yes. though, because I noticed that it didn't happen before. And now recently when I go on, when I'm looking up something, I do see that. Right. I yeah. think, I'm not sure when it happened, but you're right. It is recent mm -hmm. and I take my time and I scroll and no, do not sell my information because mm -hmm. I start getting phone calls from some random mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and then what Tracy referenced that is a documentary on Netflix. It's called The Social Dilemma. And it basically had people that worked at Twitter, WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, Google, Google. And they were all executives and they were the ones that were monitoring you and what you look at and who you interact with. And they were gathering data to push to your through your Instagram or whichever um, social media platform you're on so that you'll click on it. Or even if you interact with a person, mostly you're going to see mostly their posts mm -hmm, first. Mm -hmm. And that that goes into like your algorithms or whatever they will mm -hmm, call it. Right. Mm -hmm. So say you do speak to this person online more often, you're going to see their post more often. Right. There has to be a way to get rid of these algorithms, right? But to my understanding, as doing research, some of this data we can't even collect for ourselves. And I'll talk about that a little later. But I wanted to talk about this study from um, the University of Washington. So they did a study in 2017, and they found that giving up personal information to companies can create a rising sense of vulnerability to consumers. So think about the pressure. So if you're on a budget and you are just, you know, web shopping, you know how you do window shopping at like the mall, but you're web shopping. So you're not really technically buying anything. You're just looking at stuff, right? So then the vulnerability comes in when you start seeing all these ads like, get this, get this, get this. Or like, say, if you ha have a bird or something and you buy bird seeds, you're going to start seeing all these ads in regards to like birds. You're like, oh, maybe my bird needs a little spin thing for their cage or maybe they need this. So now you're building up anxiety and vulnerability in consumers, which is almost forcing us to buy certain things because we keep seeing it right. on our social media. Right. Yeah. So I mentioned credit cards earlier and there's a company called Cardlytics. Um, international or Inc. And they managed to have 1.5 trillion um, credit card transactions. They hold all these credit card transactions and they'll sell them to companies. The companies, um, it's like 2000 banks that will give um, credit list, uh, credit, credit li links, excuse me, their information or whatever. And that information could be used to talk about your purchase trends. So say, for example, you go to Trader Joe's a lot to go grocery shopping. What's going to pop up on your feed? Trader Joe's, our fruit or whatever you, you buy. That's the trend. And then banks could also use it to help with like fraud protection, right? Mm -hmm. So say, for example, they just gave all your transactions to this company and for whatever reason, you said, oh, I never used this particular company before. They go back a couple of months. They're like, well, you used them in, you know, July. Right. What? You didn't use them now? You know what I mean? So they try to use this information to exploit you in a way. Yeah. There's no law in regards to what they can do with this data information. 
there's no law saying that you can say, hey, don't. Or is that what I was talking about where it says don't sell my information? Well, that goes into the topic. Do you really read over the terms and conditions? Of you all mean the like, apps. You mean like a, the credit card or just apps? Apps. No. So like oh. Facebook, Instagram, no, Snapchat. Did you read over any of those? Or because, you know, a lot of people are on it. You're like, well, 100 people right. I know are on it. Right. So I'm going to just sign up. Because to be honest, I didn't read none of the terms and conditions. I didn't either. I'm sorry. I'm guilty of that. Yeah, no, I, I think we're all kind of guilty of it. And then when I was researching it, so not only are they able to do this with your um, with purchasing items, they can do this politically. Mm. Have yeah. you guys heard of Cambridge Analytics? I have heard. Yes. So Cambridge Analytics or Analytics, excuse me, is a it's a British um, political company that basically consults politicians on their elections and things like that. Mm. And they helped a lot of people globally. Mm-hmm. And most recently, um, you brought up Netflix. There's a documentary called The Great Hack. And it talks about how Cambridge Analytics was a part of the Trump's administration, the election process. Mm-hmm. And what they did, which I found was pretty interesting, um, they utilized this thing with Facebook. It's called a one-click survey. So the one-click survey you know how you get on um, Facebook and you might see a survey and it's like some random questions like, oh, how old are you? What's your race? Um, where, what type of work do you do? How much income do you bring in? Like ask all these random questions. They use those questions to create a profile. Mm-hmm. So then this company has a profile on everybody because once you do the survey, you're not reading the terms and conditions. You just allow Cambridge Analytics to not pull only your information, but pull all 535 of your friends' information on Facebook. Wow. So your friends, 535 of them, they never took the survey. But now they have profiles because you did it or somebody you know accepted the survey. And now they have access to everything. So some of the things that they gather with this, um, with the profiles, they'll get your conversations, your text messages, your likes, And for the people who use Apple or iPhones, if you have that Hey Siri thing on, she's constantly listening to you until you say Hey Siri. So they probably have all of those recordings as well. So they're able to build a profile and pretty much determine what type of individual you are. About Siri, I understand (laughs) that, um, that, that it does listen to you, but sometimes it'll, people have told me that It'll say stuff and you're like, I didn't even say anything to you. And it's it's talking. It's giving information and you're like, I wasn't even talking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it does listen. Yeah, it does listen. And it's, it, it's waiting for you to say, hey, Siri, can you show me how to get to IHOP? Or mm-hmm. can you show me how to do this? Or what's this? What's that? Mm-hmm. But it's recording and keeping all of that data. So another thing that came up was they talked about how the vice president of Cambridge Analytics was the executive, um, the chief executive for Trump's campaign. So you can already see that there's some type of maybe an issue there Mm -hmm. because they knew exactly what they could do. So their main target was to target, they they called them minds that they can change are persuadables. Mm -hmm. And that's how they were able to change the blue states that were for Democratic. They changed those by using the persuadables to make them red states. So then that's 
pretty much how he ended up winning because they were able to get people who probably didn't vote, probably didn't have a particular um, party and was able to influence them. Now, how were they able to do that? So they were doing videos like I'm going to just put it out there. So they did like a a crooked Hillary video like she's crooked and blah, blah, blah. And then they did another one like, oh, Trump is this. He's going to make America great again. And Mm -hmm. if you're in this line of business, then this is exactly what you need. So imagine being influenced that way. But it's the flip side, too, though. They do the same thing. Reverse. Who's like, like, like the like. Let's say the Hillarys and all them. Mm-hmm. They will say the same thing about Trump. Like, oh right, he's well, this and that. So it is. How is how does that work in with? Are they part of that? Too? So interesting that you said that. In 2018, there was well. I'll go back a little. So the Cambridge Analytics Company, they had whistleblowers, people who worked for the company, knew exactly what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And at some point they started to get a conscience and figure out like, you know what, this isn't right. Mm -hmm. So I believe it was Chris Willie and Brittany Kaiser were two of the people who were in the documentary and they kind of explained their story and how everything worked out. Brittany Kaiser worked for um, Obama And at that time, what she was doing was running his Facebook page, Mm -hmm. basically putting out ads, not bad ads about his competitors, but ads for him, hope, change, Mm -hmm. things like that. So that's why people started seeing that more when that happened and Cambridge started to work with Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz went from not being a great nominee to one of the head runner ups. Right. So the Trump campaign saw that and was like, you know what? We need to get with this company. Mm -hmm. And they did. Mm -hmm. So what they did was they were able to get 87 million Facebook users personal data. And they have and they call them by points. So they have 5000 somewhat points on every American voter. So then when they split them up into persuadables and people who are going to be for the Democrats and people who are going to be for the Republicans, their main focus was on the people that they can sway. So then it made me pause like, great, this is great information. Awesome that you're able to do this. However, on the flip side, what if it goes to reading your personal information and they find out you have a cardiovascular disease or a stroke or a heart disease. Mm-hmm. Now they're pushing all these medical ads to your Facebook and to your Instagram. You're thinking, oh, this medication is going to work for me. They keep telling me it's going to work for me, mm-hmm. not knowing maybe it's a trial medication. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not FDA approved. You seek out this medication and for whatever reason you transition or you pass away. What's going to happen? You're messing with people's minds. So they'll utilize that data information and they'll start plugging all that stuff into your Instagram or to your social platforms. What happens to people's mental is kind of where I'm at now. Because you think about it, if we're all on our phones, we're all on social media, this information is doing something to us. Well, this is where like you have to, you personally, I think, have to have control of that because so many people are so focused on the social media to that's that's their life and it it does change them like it does something to them they begin to like oh my god I want to be like this person oh I want this with this you know what I mean and a lot of that stuff is not even real you know what I mean so they're 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 kind of like looking at a person thinking that this person has it all but yet they really don't but they're just faking the front so 
I agree with you. They, it is doing something to people when they're so focused on their social media like that. And how do you change it? You have to do that for yourself, to be honest with you. You have to like, how you, like, you know, like limit yourself to it. Yeah. You know? And now they have these things on your phone where it'll show you how much time you've spent on certain apps. So, and then when you look at that, you're like, I've been on Instagram for eight hours. But I, see, I've never done that. I never yeah. looked it up like that. But yeah, I've heard about that. I heard about it from the social dilemma, actually. Yeah. 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 They say it's an unethical practice because you are basically think about it if you're a computer you can put in different drives and different programs to program your computer to do certain things right because mm -hmm. it's a machine they're using us as machines if you think about it they're inputting this information they they know marcy doesn't go left or right she's in the middle so we need to get her vote so what we're gonna do we're gonna put a whole bunch of stuff out about biden Ooh, biden this biden that or if you're the other way trump this trump that trump that so now they're persuading you to vote one way because you keep seeing america the way they want you to see america mm -hmm. so think about how in 2016 we all started to see how the world started to divide racially where we had a lot of things going on with Black Lives Matter. Then we had the, what do they call the the Proud Boys or whatever mm -hmm. you want to call them, having that particular stance. That caused division. How did they do that? You kept seeing things about Black Lives Matter all on, on your feeds. Or you just kept seeing things about the uh, maybe a, another race doing certain things to another race, where it's like, okay, there's so much chaos going on right now in America. How did they do that? All by you doing one of those one-click surveys. Like, you want to know, oh, what housewife am I? Um, <laughs> da, da, da. So you click the button, and now they're like, oh, Devin, you're NeNe, because da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Okay, what are y'all doing with that? Right. right. Who's monitoring the monitors of the monitors? It's Nobody. a movie that I saw yeah. <laughs> with Will Smith and Regina King, and she made a valid point. Who is monitoring the monitors of the monitors? Mm -hmm. Like I say at work, who's auditing the, the auditors? auditors. Mm -hmm. Who is controlling this information? So there's a guy, um, he attempted to try to get all of his data. His name is David Carroll. And if you see the documentary, it's two hours long, but it's really informative. But he went as far as going to the to Britain to up to do a lawsuit so they can produce the records of his personal data. He wanted whatever they had and they refused to give it to him. He's what, still what, in what litigation now. This is called The Great Hack on Netflix. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're responsible for providing me that information. Like if you signed a contract and you want to know like, did I sign the contract? Sit, can you send me the paperwork so I can see? And bam, here's the paperwork. They have that same, they have, they have to follow that same rule, right. but they are not because they know all the information that they have is just, too much on all individuals. So I guess my takeaway is we should really start reading these terms and conditions. Mm -hmm. Find out exactly what they're doing because there's a lot of apps that we use now. I see your Apple Apple Watch, mm -hmm. Marcy. What does it tell you? N give me some of the things that your Apple Watch could tell you. Um, it tells me what music I'm listening to. I can text somebody just by talking to it. I can talk on the phone. I can go to any website, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Anything I want to know, all I got to do is 
talk to my my watch. It also gives you your heart rate, right? My heart rate tells you where you're located, steps, right? Yeah. So just Maps, alone, if I yeah. was able to get the data information from your Apple, I'll know. Okay, so Marcy likes Bed Bath and Body Works. She likes to go here. She yeah. typically does this during this time. Her heart rate is around here when she gets aggravated or when she's excited. Her heart rate is around here. Yeah. So they know all, all that information just from your Apple. So imagine if they had access to your cell phone. Which all the other information is that connected they have. to my phone. So, so they have yeah. a lot of information. So just yeah. think about what your own personal data profile will look like. The searches that you do, mm-hmm. the likes that you like mm-hmm. on Instagram or mm-hmm. Facebook, the private conversations you might have with your brother. I might have with my sister. You might have with your brother. All available mm-hmm. for them to utilize in whatever way that they want. Yeah, it seems like very intrusive. It's too much. It it's is too intrusive, much. actually. Mm-hmm. It's way too much. It's because they're trying to remain in control and trying to control the masses in whatever way it go. Yeah, and I they're think trying to control the what they're doing is they're using method, methodology, methodology and artificial intelligence mm-hmm. in ways that we don't even understand because we're not versed in those particular areas. areas. Mm-hmm. So imagine all of the people who are skilled, skilled in those particular, um, what do we call it? arenas are those particular things they know how to use it in any way that they want to manipulate it for their own good right so we as consumers we have to be a little bit more mindful about what we're accepting and what we're not accepting and i think the reason why um a lot of people don't read those um is because they're so long yeah and they make them long for a reason because they know people are not gonna most people are not gonna read them like that I agree. So until we balance things out, (laughs) you can catch me next week on The Pause. Yay! (laughs) And now, Metaphysics with Marcy. Peace and love, everybody. So my topic for today, we're going to talk about chakras. I know I had mentioned it last week when we were talking about crystals. Are you guys familiar with what chakras are? Or Chakras, a lot of <laughs> Yeah, I know Shaka. No, I'm just Shaka. <laughs> not Shaka Khan, okay? <laughs> chakras. Tracy, are you familiar? Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, for those of you that aren't, chakras are seven energy centers that are running through our bodies and they hold energy. Um, it's a Sanskrit word, which means disc or wheel, and it refers to the ener- ener- energy that is in the center of our body. Uh, let's see, to function at our best, our chakras all need to be open or balanced is another way to say it. If they get blocked, you can experience physical or emotional symptoms. And we don't think about it as we should because you're not really paying attention to, am I blocking my chakra by saying this negative thing about a person? So I'm just going to run down the seven chakras that we have. There's actually more, but that's a little bit more advanced stage. So right now I'm just going to do the basics. So the seven are your root chakra, which is at your spine, the end of your spine, your tailbone, kind of, um, your sacral, which is right below your belly button, your solar plexus, which is right above your belly button, your heart chakra, which is where your heart center is in the middle of your chest, uh, your throat chakra, which is obviously your throat, your crown, excuse me, your third eye, which is in between your eyebrows, and then your crown, which is on the top of your head. So for the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking about one chakra each. I'm going to start at the base, which is our root chakra. 
So let's see. The root chakra or in Sanskrit is called Molatara. Tracy, how would you say that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking Tracy. Oh, I was ready too. <laughs> <laughs> pronounce it perfectly so it's moladhara and it's located at the base of your spine as i said earlier um, it's our foundation for life um, it helps you feel grounded and it's able to withstand challenges so does anybody know the color if you guys remember from last week i said there's a name do you guys know a name that associates with the chakras roy biv you forgot the G, but oh. yes, you <laughs> were very close. Roy G. Bib. So then, what would what color would the root chakra be? Indigo. Red is correct. <laughs> <laughs> so red, and it's at the base of our spine, and it represents four petals. So most of your chakras, they're gonna represent be representative of a. What's that flower out there, Tracy, that you gave me? The oh, lotus a lotus. Holding, a lotus flower. So they all start as a lotus flower. This one is a four-petal lotus flower. And the sound that it makes. So you can heal your chakra with sound. The sound that you would want to chant is lamb. So L-A-M. So lamb. And that will get to the base of your spine. That actual chakra, you can unblock it just by chanting that over and over. It's also attuned to the note of C, C like Charlie. So I have singing bowls that actually play those notes. Um, for this one, it's the one that's in the bedroom. I don't have it out here, but it's the note of C. So the root chakra, it also is associated with your physical body. So as far as your physical body goes, it could be your adrenal glands, your colon, kidneys, your skeleton and bones, muscles, and blood that flows through the center of our heart, carrying oxygen and nutrients to our body tissues. So if you have issues with any of those, your root chakra is blocked. Um, it also links to our emotional status, too. So the root chakra that could be aligned with emotional or um, like low self-esteem, having doubts, trouble-making decisions, ex ex um, excessive reliance on external feedback. And I know you're probably like, how is that connected to your root chakra? But because what we have to understand is, again, we've, I've said this a few times, we're all energy. So your thoughts are all energy as well. Mm -hmm. um, if you put out a thought, it's an energetic vibration. That's a fact. The, I'm, I'm pausing on the root just to explain myself. Um, the universe, the world, the all. It's also energetic and it's vibrating and it vibrates to the sound of OM. Mm. So when you hear people saying OM, that is the sound that the earth makes. If you were to get really still and quiet, you'd be able to hear it. So if you throw out a thought, the universe is looking to answer you. It's not emotional. We are. We are emotional because we have tissues and thoughts and all these other things that respond that give us this emotional response. So back to the root, each one of these, these energy centers, they respond to certain things. The root is going to respond to low self-doubt or confidence issues, troublemaking decisions. So if that's imbalanced, that's how you're going to be. So another physical symptom of a block or misaligned root chakra can be back pain, 
lethargy, digestive discomfort, pain in your legs, cold hands or feet. But in the same time, you're able to heal them, too. So you say heal. And immediately I thought about when I went to a chiropractor, um, say if they do an adjustment to Mm -hmm. your back, which will, of course, affect your root chakra. Correct. Mm -hmm. Will that help it? Um, open up if it was blocked it can but you have to also that's a physical thing so when i'm speaking of root chakra so you'll hear you guys will hear me say over the next few weeks as above so below as above means things that are unseen things that you cannot physically see like our chakras you can't physically see them you just know that they're there um so below are things that you can actually tangible that you can touch a chiropractor can physically touch you and manipulate your back But in the same realm, you can also eat foods or other things that will help heal that, that center that you cannot see. What were you going to say, Trace? Also, even a chiropractor, depending on which one you go to, they they can help open it as well by the healing uh, vibration of their hands. Mm -hmm. But it just depends on who you go to. You're not going to know that because they're not they don't really advertise that way. But there are some chiropractors that are very healing when it comes to stuff like that. So, right. Just wanted to put that out there. So I know you also do Reiki, right? I do. Um, can you tell me the difference with how the how they would differ, like chiropractic I'm, and Reiki? I've never been to a chiropractor, so I can't really speak to what they do. What I from what I know, because I do know people that have gone, and you can chime in if you've been before you as well. I know that they do back manipulations, like they actually like will pick you up or you know do something. You know, I mean, you guys can't see me, but I'm acting like I have somebody in front of me. And I'm bending backwards and, you know, stretching their back, cracking their back. Um, What else do they do? That's pretty much it. They'll have you lay in certain positions so they can, you know, definitely crack those, those, your back or your, Mm. your shoulder or your leg and Mm -hmm. things like that. And then immediately, depending on how you feel, like you can definitely feel a release Mm -hmm. of tension. So I wonder if that tension release could also open up that chakra or would you still have to do... Or have maybe like a crystal or something that could help you, you know, with that. I would say it probably does release some pressure mm-hmm. off of that chakra. But I, as like I was saying, as above, so below. I still think you need the modalities that you cannot see, which would go back to what you were saying with me. I do Reiki. As a matter of fact, I had a client just yesterday and... Um, you could feel where her blockages were just by the heat. Mm -hmm. So basically what I do as a Reiki master is I will scan your body with my hands after I do my little symbols and I get into my zone. I will scan your body with my hands and wherever there's heat coming from, just like with any injury, whether you twist your ankle or hurt your shoulder, Mm -hmm. there's always going to be heat coming from it. It's the same thing with the blocked chakra. Mm -hmm. So you look for that and I've been trained to look for that and that way I know okay I'm gonna unblock all of these but I might need to focus a little bit more on this one because this one's really really hot I'm gonna tell you a quick story and mom she's gonna be like I knew she's gonna tell this story but there was a couple years ago I was listening living with my parents and my parents didn't really know what I was doing or what I was into and the way that I explained it to them was just same way Jesus heals I heal now in no way shape or form am I calling myself Jesus I am not. What I am saying is that as he has done, all shall do. That's in the Bible. And so if Jesus can heal, so can I and so can you. And so they just called it something else in the Bible. We call it Reiki in the spiritual world. So I was telling her, I'm going to show you something. And she was like, "Okay." so my dad's sitting there and he's Mr. Skeptical. I love you, dad, but you were skeptical. (laughs) And um, 
he was looking. I could tell he was trying not to be interested, but he was. Right. So as I'm scanning my mom's body, I noticed, and she did not tell me what was wrong with her. She just kept saying, I don't feel good. I don't know what's going on with me. It could have been her head. It could have been, I don't know what it was. So I was like, let me do some Reiki on you. So she lays on the couch. I do my thing. And I I go across her body and I feel her stomach. And I came back and I was like, okay. I kept going. I came back. And then I was like, you got something going on in your system right now, in your stomach. And and my dad was like, (gasps) and she was like, how did you? He was like, how did you know? How did you know? And I was like, I can feel the heat. And it wasn't like. Like I told you guys before, I am nobody special as far as that goes. We all have this. I've just been trained as to what to look for. And so I was able to help my mom. And all I did was just put a little bit of Reiki energy on her stomach area. And then when she got up, she was like, I think that worked. <laughs> and I'm talking like my mom. I, I, I was just about to say, you sound just like her when I you said that. I think that worked. So, um, so yeah, Reiki energy is really healing. And you, you do have to do depending on how much you have impacted, you might have to do more than one session. Um, Some people you could just do one and they're like, okay, I'm good. Like I was telling my client yesterday, we get so used to having these blocked energy centers and living with them. They become a part of us. We don't even realize that they're blocked. There's just It's just how it is because we've never been taught how to unblock them. We've never been taught what they are. We've never been told that they even exist. So what's normal to you is actually abnormal to your system. So then you have somebody like me who comes in and I'm like, okay, I'm going to unblock it. And I actually lost a friendship this way because the girl thought afterwards, because I removed the blockage, she didn't feel well. And I neglected to tell her, you know, because I'm removing this, you may feel sick or emotional or something like that because your body is now like wait where is that and it's looking for it so your body's trying to rebalance um she thought i did some craziness to her which is not who i am i don't deal in that dark stuff at all i'm all about the light and making you feel better and be your best person but she was and i would have thought she would have known that but she didn't know. And from that day to this, I haven't spoken to her because she, as soon as we were done, you put some voodoo on me. You did this, you did that. And I was like, I don't even know what voodoo is. Like I have never dealt with anything dark. So I was just like, okay. And we haven't talked, but Reiki is actually a very healing modality. But on top of Reiki, there's other things that you could do such as the foods that you eat. So you can eat any food that's the color of red and it'll heal that energy center. So things like strawberries, cherries, tomatoes, red bell peppers, beets, anything, any red food, it'll heal that. Um, Also, you can eat vegetables that are rooted in the ground, like garlic, potatoes. I said beets already, but because they grow in the soil and it's your root, it's your basis. Yeah. Anything, even though carrots are orange, it's still rooted in the ground. So So, yeah. So anything like that, it'll heal your root chakra. Um, like I said, because they grow in the soil and your root is the base of, of everything. Do you guys have any questions about what I'm saying so far? No, making a lot of sense actually. Also, there's an energy that is coiled in the root of your spine, and it's called kundalini energy. Now, anybody who is into meditation knows that this energy, they call it kundalini because it's supposed to, it, it resides in the base of the spine, 
And it's there since birth. It was given to you when you were first born. And now I is dormant. But what brings it out is meditation. And they call it Kundalini because like a snake, it'll go through each chakra, like back and forth through the chakras till it comes through your, your crown. And they do, there are um, Kundalini energy meditations that'll help bring that up. And it just basically makes you feel like you're walking on air. I have experienced it one time and they say that once the Kundalini comes up, it doesn't go back. I don't necessarily believe that because I haven't felt it since. Um, but it, I worked with my Reiki master like week after week after week on this. And she actually brought it out of me. And I was just like, wow, this is like, it just, it was just like nothing bothered me. I didn't have an attitude about nothing. You just really feel good. Go ahead, Trace. Do you think that maybe you're, you adjusted to it and that's why you don't feel it? I don't, it's possible, but I still have an attitude. So I would say that it didn't stay because you're supposed to be, when that kundalini energy hits you, there's, it's like you're not even in this physical body, even though you are, but you walk around as a light, like a bright light all the time. And I cannot say that that's where I'm at yet. I, I aspire to be that. Um, but I'm still a work in progress as we all are. Mm -hmm. So we, you would do a meditation to bring that out. Um, some other things that you guys can use for your root chakra is frequencies. Tracy listens to frequencies a lot. So the frequency that you could listen to for your root chakra is a frequency of 400 to 484 Hertz. So as you get higher in your, um, chakras, the frequency will get higher. So it'll be low and slow at your root and like, let's say your crown, it'll be high and fast, the sound, mm -hmm. and that'll help unblock it as well. You can also use essential oils to unblock and the main ones you use for your root are cedarwood, patchouli, and myrrh. Mm. So I think I pretty much covered everything about the root, not everything, there's probably other stuff I can go to, but the basics, Tracy. I have another question. Um, say for instance, like a person was sexually abused mm -hmm. um, and you know that that part is blocked, of course, since, you know, since then they're carrying that. Is there, is there a different way that you have to do things to unblock that particular type of abuse? No, because it's, it's all rooted in your root chakra. So it's actually going to be sexual abuse is actually going to come from your root. I shouldn't say it's, it's not going to come from, but you want to heal your root and your sacral uh, chakras. Cause those are the two areas that deal with your sexual organs. Mm -hmm. So if there's not necessarily something different, because remember our energy centers don't are, we ourselves are the ones that put emotion into it. Mm -hmm. Our thoughts, our feelings, the things we look at, the things we hear, the things we smell, that's where our emotions come from. So an energy center being blocked is because of what your mind has said or the energy that's been put there from abuse or something. So you want to do the as above, the unseen and unblock it that way. Does that make sense? Does that because I mean, yeah, because I know there's a lot of people out there that they have gone through that type of a situation. Yeah. And they have not let go and and I know that there's blockage there and stuff and it's like I, I mean if they can do these things to help release that maybe the way they present themselves in that manner mm -hmm. will be different mm -hmm. you know and what I mean on the 
opposite side of that, there are people who have been abused who their their root and their sacral chakras are wide open. Mm. They are actually quite promiscuous and it's due to the abuse. And people, you would think it would be the opposite, but I know people who are just out there and then when you talk to them they'll tell you like oh yeah this happened to me but I don't I don't that doesn't bother me like I've gotten over it but really that's actually the root of why they're mm-hmm. promiscuous mm-hmm. so there's a that's on the opposite end where it's too open mm-hmm. and you need to bring it back center mm-hmm. so yeah Did that's, I that, your that's interesting mm-hmm. so chakra could be too open yes okay. that's just like at times, I believe my throat chakra is too open, meaning I don't have a filter. No filter just say I just say whatever it is, and I really don't care how you feel about it because I'm telling you the truth, and I'm not trying to hurt you, but this is how I feel. And But sometimes everything doesn't need to be said. You know what I mean? So that's also a work in progress. <laughs> that, I guess that's same with me because sometimes my third eye is too open and I will say stuff. I know that Mar- like sometimes things will just come to me like, you know, boom, 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 boom. And I just speak without thinking about what's who's there. And, you know, it's like because I'm feeling it so strong and or I'm seeing it, 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 it just happens that way. And it's like. Um, <laughs> I know that Marcy sometimes like Tracy, like, you know what I mean? But I, I, I can't help it. It's like, it's, it needs to come through mm-hmm. and, and it's like, I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. I'm not trying to do this or do that. It's just that it just happens like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know what you're talking about when you, mm-hmm. when you say that. Yeah. And, and it's not necessarily how you do things is wrong and how I do it is right. I want to be clear when I say that. It's just different ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. I've had people say to me when I've said things to them, they get embarrassed. Like, oh, I don't want people knowing that. Like if I said it, because like Devin mentioned, I have a meditation group and I might say something in front of the group and then later they'll be like, hey, you know, I didn't really want people to know that. That's why you told me that. Yes. Okay, because this, let me go back a little bit so you guys know why I said just what I said. There was times in the meditation group, because I used to go to the meditation group, and things would come to me, and I would say stuff to people like, boom, right then and there. And that, you know, Marcy would be like, Tracy, so now I understand why she told me that. And she was on point. Let me say that, too. What she said was 100% correct, but it made that person uncomfortable that she knew something that... They, yeah, didn't. The rest of the group didn't know. Maybe they don't want everybody else to know. So then she, they're on the spot, and they're like, uh, and then Tracy will be like, "Oh, it's okay. Well, we could talk later." But now the person's on the <laughs> and it's like I was like, "Oh, okay." So I wasn't that. You know, she kind of helped me with that a little bit in regards to how, when to say stuff to people because it like it just comes. And and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. Um, one last thing I wanted to touch on was I, we touched on what foods to eat. We touched on the sound. We touched on the um, the hurts. Um, really pay attention to your chakras, you guys. Like it's important 
to know when something's blocked or when something's overactive because it's going to help you um, just be a better person. It's going to help you be grounded more. It's going to help you be more calm. It um, it also will help you with anxiety. I have a lot of anxiety right now, as sure as a lot of our listeners do because of what's going on in the world and the pandemic. And am I going back to work and when? My anxiety stems around going back to work. I currently am working at home and I'm loving it, but I know this is not going to last forever. According to the company I work for, we're supposed to be going back in March. I don't want to go back in March. So I am trying to get that anxiety out of me and just be thankful for even having a job because there's some people who who don't. I was just told the other day that Disney, the actual theme parks, let 28,000 people go in like one day. So it was like, okay. I mean, I get it. There's nobody going to the parks, you know? Even with the airlines, I see a lot of my friends who are like stewardess. They're like getting their furlough days. Yeah. They're getting their schedule with nothing for the rest of the year. And it's just like, it's hard transition for them to mentally wrap around. For those people who are going through that, um, do you know what they could probably like utilize as far as like a crystal or... um, maybe essential oils that could probably at least help them calm Calm their mind so they can find something else or be open to finding something else? I would definitely say for anxiety, lavender is like the best, 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 best thing you could do. Whether it's in a diffuser, thank you, mommy, for um, correcting me on that because I called it an infuser a few weeks ago. It's a diffuser that's where you put water in. it's a machine that you put water in. you can get them anywhere and you just put the oil in and it diffuses it about your space um you could also use carnelian for your root you could lose uh coral for your root you could use red jasper for your root chakra um whether it's you wear it in a um a cage that you wear around your neck or it's just in your pocket or you keep it in your bra or somewhere on you. The crystal is going to work with your body chemistry and it's going to react with the way you are. It's going to react. It's a, it's a living thing, you guys. It really is. And you may think, oh, it's just a rock, Javier, but it actually is a living thing and it actually will help you. That's true because it's like each, like the Jasper may help you, Devin, more so than me. Mm-hmm. Depend, like she's saying, depending on how it resonates with you. Because there's certain stones that don't resonate with me very well, and jade is one of them. And I know they have red jade too, right? Mm-hmm. But the the jade I'm talking about is the green jade. Like when I was younger, it was fine. As I got older, it just me and jade do not get along. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but we just don't. So it's like don't like if one stone doesn't, if you don't mind me saying, if what if one stone doesn't work for you in the red zone that is for the root, try a different one yeah. because it. You never know what will resonate with you. And it doesn't have to be any of the ones I mentioned. It can be any red stone. And I also want to mention that Tracy and I both make healing jewelry. So you guys can reach out to us on our platforms, Facebook, Two Libras and a Gemini, and Instagram, Two Libras and a Gemini. And we both, in fact, Tracy's my teacher. So um, both of us can do this if you guys need it. So that's true. Yeah. So I would say just email us too. You can yeah. email oh, yeah. us at two yeah. Libras in a Gemini at Gmail. <laughs> if you know the particular crystal or oil that you're seeking, um, Tracy or Marcy could definitely help you. I'll make sure they get that email. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just wear them. I don't make them. I just wear them. Yes. And, the, and you could just, even if you don't know what crystal you need, 
tell us what your sense, what your, what's going on with you. I have a lot of anxiety. I'm very stressed out. I can't sleep. I can't, we, between the both of us, we'll figure out what you need and we'll get it to you. So. Yeah. We actually had one of our listeners um, reach out to me. Uh, he was looking for a particular necklace, our crystal bracelet. And I was like, look no further. Mention Marcy and Tracy. Yeah. She's in the process of finishing it. So listener, you'll be having that pretty soon. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask because when you think of the things you can't see, there's no uh, set time frame, right? Right. And we live in a time where we need to know how long is it going to come? Right. We all got prime, right? We want right. it in two days. Our right. Two, we want it the next day. <laughs> So when you do realize you have a blockage and it is in your root chakra and you do get the essential oils and or crystals that will help open it or realign it, is there a time frame I should be looking at mm-hmm. or I should just be completely open to it's going to happen when it's going to happen? Completely open. You, what we all have to understand is our thoughts control it all. If you say it is not going to happen, it is not going to happen. Right. But if you have every intention in this world, I'm going to root, um, heal my root chakra. It's going to happen quicker for you than if you have, I don't know if this is going to work. Marcy is just talking about something. No, I promise you all what I'm speaking is the truth. And you can open up any book, yep. Google it, and it'll tell you that. Intention. 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 Is everything. Yes. Okay. Because I know people would, if you're not familiar with it and it's your first time hearing about, oh, a crystal can help in different ways depending on what the issue is. I know people are going to think, okay, how long am I going to have to hold this in my hand? Or how long do I need to have Mm -hmm. this on the side of my bed? Or how long do I wear it around Mm -hmm. my neck? Because that's the type of people we are. Can I? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. So we need to just be open, right? Right. Period. Do you mind if I share a quick story? Go ahead. Um, I was just telling them earlier, my brother, when he when he came to visit, like this was a few years back, I had a, a, a selenite sphere and I told him, I go, here, hold this. <laughs> and he held it and he immediately felt the vibration in his hand and I gave it to him. Mm-hmm. And when I went to go visit them in July of this year, he he had it on his in his office on his desk, and I was like, "Oh, he still has hey, it." Hey, <laughs> Shout out my brother Steven. What's up, bro? And so it's it's it 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 does it does work. I mean, even like the well, I don't know if we're going to talk about that ever, but the pendulums. Yeah. Um, I I did something on my brother with a pendulum, and it helped him. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it's just just different things. It's just just if you're open to it. You'll receive what what the benefits are from it. Right. And please, I I cannot stress this enough. We are all about the light and positivity and high vibration. So anything we're telling you, we're not telling you to jump in the dark side or do anything. It's all things that have helped us. That's really high vibratory frequencies. So that's all I have, unless you guys have any questions for me. I think that's it for me. All right, cool. Well, I will bid you all peace and love until next week. Peace. Marcy, Tracy, what's on your radar? What's on your radar? What's on your radar? What's on mine? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You want me to start? I guess I could start. So a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, Cheyenne Sarsi, um, and I actually want to shout out, I'm going to be shouting out businesses for the next couple of weeks because what I find interesting, although we're in a pandemic, 
people are out here making moves. Mm. Do you hear me? And this kind of goes back to what you both were saying, where we have now the opportunity to kind of focus in on self and see like what you really want to do. Um, so this is a black owned business. It's called Onyx Logistics, and she helps with um, repairing of your credit. She's also a real estate agent, so she can help you after repairing your credit, help you look for a home. On top of that, the business also does um, trucking. So if you need anything to be like shipped or things like that, they have the opportunity to take your products and ship it out for you. So again, that company's name is Onyx Logistics. Um, Once I get the website, I'll go ahead and put it in the description. But if you're looking to, you know, maybe buy a house or get a better interest rate on a car, you need to fix your credit. You can definitely do that. Or if you're in the business of shopping for a home, no matter what location, she's currently in Arizona. The last one was in Arizona. They all (laughs) moved over there. I don't know why. It's too hot for me. But um, if you do need it, she can always refer you to someone in any any state that you're located in. And again, that's Onyx Logistics. Okay, so that's, that's cool. on my radar. That's cool. Okay. What's on yours, girl? What's, uh, what's on my <laughs> radar is I'm going to shout out my brother. Hey, bro. Steven. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm shouting out his book. He wrote a book, and the book is by him, one of his friends, Kevin McCorkle, and him, Stephen Williams. So he, the name of the book is Imperative Life Questions of Truth and Consciousness. And the book, the purpose of the book is to get people to go within to start a personal relationship directly with God creator. So that you, you know, and, and this book, I'm telling you guys, you can get it on Amazon. I can put the link in the description box, you know, so that you guys can click on it and go directly to it. If you guys are interested in purchasing the book and it's a really good book, I'm telling you, it will make you go within yourself. You may have to read it again too. Like sometimes you do need to you read do a book. That with more, books. Yeah, you do. You need to read books sometimes mm-hmm. more than once because the first time you go through it, you're 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 getting used to it, and then the second time you're like really like because you're growing as you're yes, reading, right? Absolutely. So you need to exactly. go back or double back. I like to say to just read something over again. Mm-hmm. So imperative life questions of truth and consciousness. Yes, and it's a journey that is ever changing but never ending. Yes, I like Facts. that. Okay. Yes. Okay, Steve. I'll see you. (laughs) And then for me, what's on my radar right now is intermittent fasting. Oh, yeah. So, yes. So there was a girl in my groove. Hey, Deborah, girl. (laughs) Hi, Deborah. And she came to my group and she was just unhappy. Like, she was like, I want to lose weight. I want to do this beautiful person. Like, physically to look at her. I was like, there's nothing wrong with this person. (laughs) But, you know, what you feel is what you feel. And she said, you know, I started intermittent fasting. And as time was going on, I watched her vibration raised. I watched her just seem to be more happy. And then on top of that, she looks amazing. And so I had asked her, like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm just doing intermittent fasting. I, I, I believe, and I'll talk to you in group, Deborah, but I believe she told me she's doing 16 and 8. Meaning she's doing 16 hours of fasting and eight hours of eating. So I adopted that as well. I fell off a little bit, but now I'm back on. And I joined a group too on Facebook for intermittent fasting where people are showing their results. And like I lost two pounds last week just from, and I have not really changed what I'm eating. I just changed when I'm eating. Um, I eat from 12 to 8. 
But let's say I eat up until nine, then I won't eat until one the next day. So I'm still getting my 16 hours in. And then in that 16 hours that I'm fasting, I'm only drinking water, which I need because I have a problem with drinking water. So that's been working for me. I, anyone that wants to lose weight or who just wants to get healthy, that's a good jump starter. I think you jump started it. Yeah, you, you're the one who, Marcy introduced it to me yeah. one day we were talking on the phone and she goes, I'm going to do this. It's because of Deborah again. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try that with you. Mm-hmm. And my time is from eight to six, mm-hmm. like to eat, mm-hmm. like eight o'clock. Number. But it turns out, I think it's longer because what happens is, I, I know I find myself not eating that much mm-hmm. during those times. Like it's no, weird. Okay. It's when it first started. Okay, mm-hmm. I was kind of eating a little bit, but then after a while, it's like I don't eat that much anymore. Right. It's right. so interesting. Right. And but I enjoy it. I like it. Mm-hmm. I really do. It's like it feels better to me. Mm-hmm. I have more energy, and eat, not eating after six o'clock is key for me. Mm-hmm. See me. Um, I need to leave a little bit later. <laughs> um, Six but the danger. It, it's I'm just, just put the food I in just, the oven. Okay, I just got off of work. I just got off of work. You want me to stop eating? No. So, but that works for Tracy. So everything that I do may not work for you, but what Tracy's doing might. You know what I mean? And I think that's the beauty of just trying to be healthy and yeah. trying to eliminate what I've done. I eliminate eliminated the word diet. Yeah. Diet comes with all these restrictions, right? Yeah. But with the intermediate fasting, I don't do it, but my sister does. You're oh. just telling yourself, hey, I'm not going to eat from this time mm-hmm. to this time, which mm-hmm. you also have to give your body enough time to digest these foods. And typically, say if you do eat at nine o'clock, you got work the next day, you're going to be asleep at 10 or 10 mm-hmm. 30. Anyway. So your food fully didn't digest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So now you're giving your body the opportunity to fully digest its food to then, you know, crave food. Food, so then you replenish that your yourself and get that energy. So then you're burning it off even faster. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what I've realized too is me doing this intermediate. Immediate, how do you say it again, Marcy? Intermittent. Fasting. A- intermittent fasting is I become. I've been. I've been eating veg. Veg. Uh, vegan style. Mm-hmm. I realized that all of a sudden, and it just happened. It wasn't something that I tried to do because I was vegetarian, and then now it's like I'm mainly vegan. I don't even. It's weird, but I'm enjoying it though, right. and I feel so good. It's like and I have good too. I have a lot of energy. You Thank you, and I have a lot of energy. So, you guys, it's, it it does work. So I guess that's gonna be our show for the week, you guys. That's it. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and tune in next week for more of Two, Two Libras, Libras and Gemini. Peace.